If you have fallen asleep at 7.30 on a Friday night, you might be a teacher. Teaching is crazy, fun, exhausting, challenging, rewarding, and did I mention crazy? And as Catholic school teachers, we are also entrusted with imbuing Catholic identity. It's a huge responsibility, but fortunately for us, there is Finding God, the amazing K-8 faith formation program from Loyola Press. It's innovative, engaging, and the most inclusive and complete program we've ever used. Multimedia? Check. Scripture? Check. Family resources? Check. Bilingual? Check. And don't forget, posters, worksheets, quick start guides, apps, magazines, lesson plans. Seriously, Finding God has all you need and more. Pray about it. Visit FindingGod.com and order a sample. Finding God might not help you stay awake later on a Friday night, but it will help you sleep better knowing you're helping guide kids toward a faith-filled life. Catholic Teachers Lounge with Jill and Colleen. Welcome to the Catholic Teachers Lounge, the only podcast by Catholic school teachers for Catholic school teachers. I'm Colleen and I'm here with Jill and we are grateful to be together again to laugh, explore and connect. Thank you to Loyola Press for sponsoring us and for you, the teachers, for doing what you do every day. Hey, Jill, how's it going? Hi, good. How are you, Colleen? I'm doing okay. I am... You know, sometimes I know I've done this before where I've had a conversation with just a friend of mine, not, not a, not a coaching visit, not a classroom observation, not a, like nothing like that. Like it was just a conversation with another friend who happens to be a teacher and we had (laughs) the most amazing conversation. And I actually stopped in the middle of the conversation. I said, oh my gosh, can you say that again? I have to write that down. I think that's a podcast episode. And she laughed so hard. People avoid us. People avoid us, Colleen, because we say that in the middle of really natural conversations. I have not done this to her before. And so she was like, oh, great. Tell me when it's going to drop. So that was okay. Yeah, wait. You're going to do it two or three more times with her. And so she's going to stop talking to you. Right. She'll be like, stop it. Just stop it. Can we just talk? This is off the record. This is off the record. Anyway. Okay. So so this is a friend of mine who um, wait, she's really been a lifelong coach. Uh, she's a basketball coach and a track coach. And like, that's really, you know, what, what goes all the way back, but she's taught all of these different subjects like, um, photography. And, uh, so she's done like CTE and she's taught in public school and Catholic school. She's just, she has a really awesome background. So she's been an art teacher and she's currently art and ceramics. That's what she's doing right now. And, um, I love to talk about those areas because you can really, you can, teach differently. And she does just kind of talk about, she's like, Oh, I have to tell you about this student in my class. Or I have to, t- to tell you about this cool project that's going on or this thing that I read or this thing that I studied. And that's what happened. So let me tell you about our conversation, Jill. You're going to love this. You're going to wish you were there. So as a, um, lifelong coach, I think she, she teaches the way that she coaches, you know, which is, we've talked about that too, oh, where of that's course. A, right. That's yeah. an approach with people. Okay. So right. she, she has very high expectations, but she looks for growth in people. She looks for, she'll, she'll teach a skill and then she sees what they can do with that skill. She watches kids improve and apply skills. So it's never about, um, 
okay, so we have to get this many projects done during the course of the semester. It's not about that. It's about how many different ways can you show me that you applied these skills, which works very naturally in these arts, in photography and ceramics and art, right? Makes sense. Yeah. I think we, sorry to interrupt you a little bit, but I think we underestimate that mindset in itself because Mm -hmm. we talk about growth scores and achievement scores Mm -hmm. and all that. But, but do you look out at your class and you actually see the kids growing individually and it's your job to figure out what they need next to grow individually is a mindset. Like it's a way to look at your classroom much differently than how we've all, and then how we were all trained in undergrad to look at our classroom. So this is kind of funny. Like a lot of teachers are, um, We've talked about this, like teachers are very, they want to jump in and fix something for their student when they see them going down the wrong path. Right. Totally. My friend, Marianne, she, she said that she gave me an example of a student. This was in a ceramics class. So he wanted to put wires, you know, he wanted to wire something so that, you know, there would be lights on the outside. And so he goes to her and says, Hey, I want to do this. Um, I want to put, so what would happen if I put wires under the clay and then just like, let it dry. She goes, Oh, I know what's going to happen. He's like, well, should I do it? And she's like, I think you need to go research what happens when you're, when you do that. And he's like, "Eh, I don't have time to research it. I'm just going to do it. She's like, okay, let's see what happens. (laughs) Full well knowing that nothing was going to stick. The whole thing was going to fall apart and he was going to have to start over. So she's like, oh yes, this is an excellent learning opportunity. And so he comes to her, you know, and she's like, so what did you learn? So I know that we've had this conversation about the importance of failure in the learning process and teachers backing off and just like letting the, let let the process take its course, you know? So I, we, we just, we laughed. I'm like, I love that you do that. Just let them do it wrong. Well, and that's where, okay, that makes total sense in ceramics because you have to, you're using your hands and you're figuring it out. Now, what's interesting is you go into the, into like English or social studies Mm -hmm. and you very specifically tell them how to write the paper. Like these paragraphs should have this and then those paragraphs should do that. And you should go look at these, at these references for your research, da, 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 da. And you're not letting them do that same messy slowness that they need to see if, well, if you organize it a different way, does it make a better point or what makes it more readable to somebody or like, you're not, we don't often, because we figured out the formula because we've taught that unit like 77 times (laughs) over the course of 11 years. There's a right way to do this. Let's just do it. (laughs) There's a right way to do this. I'm going to show you how to write this research paper. This is how you write an argument about the civil war. And but it's like, but it, it needs the same because it's not like we invented pottery. Like <laughs> this is not the first kid <laughs> to have tried to figure out if wires should go through the through the clay. So we, uh, but yeah, we could very easily fix all their problems for them. And we do it oh, all the time yeah. because we've already done it. We've already read that novel, you know, a hundred times. Right. So we already yeah. know the answer. Um yeah, it's it's really hard to not jump it's in. It's really hard to not jump in and fix it. So I, I was glad to hear that. But we talked about math too. And she said, you know, my she said, really, my colleagues who teach math struggle the most with this. And we talked about that. So, you know, think about that concept in a math classroom. I think it's okay. Let them do it wrong. They have to go back and find the mistake. I mean, absolutely, let's do it that way. But it's a mindset. It really is a philosophy and a mindset. So let me let me tell you this example that she gave me of another student that was in her classroom. Okay. And this is a student with a, with a physical impairment. 
And it's, it's a type, a very specific type of cerebral palsy. And, um, so her, and so the two sides of her body don't work the same way. Okay. So, um, this Mm -hmm. was, this was a first for my friend and she's like, okay, well, let's, you know, let's see how this goes. I'm going to, you know, keep high expectations and see what she can do and teach her the skills. Well, the kid's thriving. So Marianne said she uses a studio model, which, and I know we've talked about this too, where everything in the classroom belongs to the students. So they all are expected to use, know where everything is in the classroom, to use it appropriately, to respect Mm -hmm. it, to share it with other people. If they don't know how to use it, to please ask someone or the teacher, how do I use this thing? So that you know how to use everything that's in the room. And so it's the same thing for for this particular student who, um, really it, it it's, it's this, actually it's the student's first time in a, in a school because she had been homeschooled before coming to the classroom. Mm-hmm. And so, um, so Marianne's got these really great high expectations for her and, she, and she trusts all of her students to figure everything out, to do everything. And the kid's killing it. Like, so if you hit a wall, okay, just let me know. We'll figure it out together. And what she said to me was she's seen the growth of this child over the course of the semester with her. And what she said to me, I thought was really profound. And this is where I said, stop, I have to write that down. So this was what she said. There are expectations that are tied to learning. And I think it should be the other way around. The learning should be tied to the expectations. When you set the expectations, then you will see the students learn. Hmm. Did you process that? I think so. Um, because sometimes, yeah, sometimes, well, tell me more because I'm thinking about, do the kids know what the expectations are? Like, yes. Okay. So I'm when you about set that a very bit. clear expectations, I'm going to show you all the skills. I'm going to tell you what I want you to do. And then you're going to figure out how to do it in the best way that you can. And with, with your Uh, level of creativity with your level of skill, but like, you're going to, you're going to go all in on it. And I'm just going to sit back here because if she showed them an example of something and said, I want you to make this, they're not going to do, they're not, is that, is that really the expectation? How do you know? How do you know that they've done everything that they could possibly do? They always blow her out of the water because she says, just go all in on it. Just go all in, do everything that you can do. Mm -hmm. And it's always better than anything that she could have come up with for them. So you set the expectation, kids are going to learn along the way. But if you're trying to shove like things down their throat and then, and then shoving that, but you have to achieve high and let's look at the data and let's do all of that. It's like expectation and learning shouldn't be in opposition to each other. And so that was a big aha for me. Right. Yeah. That is a big aha. I mean, I'm, I'm still seeing so many classrooms that don't have like rubrics for those projects and don't have like, the kids don't know what they're supposed to be learning. They're just supposed to, they're guessing, they're turning stuff in and they don't know what the grade is going to be because they're waiting for someone else to tell them if it was good because they don't know if it was good. Yeah. Like, how'd you do on your exams? I don't know. You know, uh, well, you should know, like (laughs) you should know when you walked out, if it was, you know, like what was the expectation? Well, I love that her, her grading scale is a B or do it over. So, (laughs) Oh, do it again. Yeah. True standards based though. Yeah. True standards based though. Like I'm not going to let you fail. That's right. 
That's right. Right. You're going to do it. I've shown you the skills. So anyway, well, that, that is the bell. I mean, this is a, this is a philosophical conversation. We could probably (laughs) dig into every single subject area across the board. Right. But, um, yeah, let's, let's head on back to class. Thanks for the energy boost. We do love exploring ideas and affirming our efforts. Keep the suggestions coming in and tune into our next episode. As we talk about more great ideas from fellow teachers, we will see you next time. 